Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Raina Troy Hotline. Alicia, Michael, what's going on? We know you have takes. We have takes. I'm actually surprised that your rant line, rave line, whatever, isn't completely full. Why can't we just win a game? Can I blame Michael Castillo for this? Can I blame Bob Connolly for this? Can I put on a zebra shirt and just go out there? Scratch. Up against the wall. Can't explain it, what I'm feeling right now, guys. I can't believe it. Let's open up that race Woohoo! Oh, I can't believe USD has hired Lincoln Riley. Oh, yeah! Hello, everybody. We're back. Episode 482. I know everyone can hear us this time. Uh, coming to you on May 1st, Monday, May 1st. It is a new month. And of course, we're going to look back at a huge spring for the Trojans, not only looking back at uh, spring camp. Uh, USC had their spring game a few weeks back. The NFL draft happened. And of course, SC got a big transfer commitment from Bear Alexander uh, from Georgia, the four, former four-star recruit guy who made an impact in the national championship game. We're going to talk about him and so much more here on this episode. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, Rain of Troy, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rain of Troy. Uh, our email address is Rain of Troy at fansire.com. And we are here on YouTube where you can join us every Monday at 5 p.m. You can join us as a member as well and get bonus content uh, every month, um, which we're overdue for bonus content. We're going to have that next week. So look for that next week if you're a member here on YouTube. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm your host, Mike Garcia, joined along with my co-hosts here in the Rantour studio in Los Angeles, Alicia Deratola. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, we are back, uh, for the first time in a few weeks. Um, unfortunately, I have to make the really awkward transition here, uh, to, and then back from this, um, we had a step away. We had a step away, um, for the last couple of weeks, um, if you've, followed us on twitter you've probably seen if you've checked our community page on youtube you've probably seen uh this is the first episode since um my mom passed away uh we had to step away and deal with family for that um just like we stepped away in january um it's been a rough year for us but we're here we're back online and um you move forward um because what are what what are the other options, right? So uh here we are. Um hopefully for good. Um every week, every Monday, uh 5 p.m. Pacific. Um so this show and every show after this, of course, dedicated to my mom. And yeah, let's let's go from there. I guess we make the awkward transition of like, I, I I don't, I don't know how to make, I don't know how to make the awkward transition. I I don't know that anyone does. Maybe, maybe the, the, you know, I feel like if she was watching this, she'd be making fun of me for having to go and (laughs) make the awkward transition of, yeah. yeah, Talking about, um, it's may, uh, the off season, uh, is going by rapidly and here we go into the next, sort of um stage of the off season and um let's just get the awkwardness and just get to the news news that happened a couple of weeks ago but we haven't been able to talk about all right bear alexander usc gets a commitment i transfer from georgia uh, at least I don't know if you've heard Georgia um, two time defending national championship, Georgia. Yeah. They're, they're kind of good. Pretty good. Um, defensive lineman originally out of uh, North Texas. Uh, he went to IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. 
Uh, 6'3", 305 pounds on the dog's uh, defensive line. Uh, three tackles for loss, two sacks as a true freshman last year, uh, including a couple tackles for loss and a sack in the national championship game um, in their absolute demolition of TCU. He is leaving Georgia, does not want to have a three-peat, at least doesn't want to have a three-peat with Georgia. He might want to have his own back-to-back, um, still wanting to win titles, probably. He is going to USC and joining the Trojans on the defensive line. Uh, a big, big, big get for USC uh, and defensive coordinator Alex Grinch. Uh, we've talked about it before. SC needs big bodies up front. Uh, they got Keon Bars from Arizona. They got Jack Sullivan from Purdue. Uh, they've gotten Anthony Lucas from Texas A&M. And now you add in Bear Alexander, and the Trojans essentially can boast a front seven, front six, whatever you want to call call it, entirely of um, of transfers. You can put Anthony Lucas, Bear, uh, Bear Alexander, Keon Barnes, Jack Sullivan uh, at, at your defensive line, completely stocked of uh, of transfers. And at linebacker, you got Jamal Muhammad, Romello Heights, Mason Cobb, Shane Ling, Eric Gentry. They're all transfers too. Lots of transfers and lots of much needed help. And when you look at it, Bear, Bear Alexander looks like the the piece de resistance in uh, for this for this defense. Uh, USC doesn't have, or didn't have, or hasn't had anyone with this kind of size and potential, and also uh, just sort of proven ability on the biggest stage. Um, yeah. Bear Alexander wrecked some guys in the in the national title game he had a uh i think it was like a a sack and two tackles for loss or or a second half something like that in the national title game against tcu and that kind of experience that kind of size that kind of ability doesn't come around all that often he was a very very coveted guy when he entered the the portal and usc did well to to bring him in because um they need this kind of reinforcement yeah Georgia has eight of these guys. USC has, you know, more or less zero. Now they've done a very good job of bringing in um, more sort of elite standards for this defensive line. Um, when you look at Anthony Lucas as a five-star talent, uh, you know, at, at, the, at the smaller sort of position at, at defensive end, um, you look at Keon Bars, who certainly has the size, we hope has the ability to set the tone in that defensive front. Yeah. Um, we, he was able to do that for Arizona um, a couple of years ago and, and have a, a, an all pack 12 nod. So they've certainly upgraded on the defensive line, but not to the, not to the degree that adding a bear Alexander on top of that really settles everything for you. Um, you still have some of the guys that you're, that you're bringing back from last year who were, Sort of regular starty, starters like uh, Stanley Taufu and and um, Dejon Benton and and some of those guys, but you're adding frontline talent in front of them now. Those guys who you looked at it and 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 I remember having a lot of conversations about USC's defensive line over the past couple of years, with the exception of Tuli Tupelotu. Most of the time, it was like, oh, he's doing better than I thought he would. Kind of conversations. And that's because a lot of those guys, realistically, you were looking at and thinking like these should be depth guys, not frontline starters. Mm-hmm. And that's what USC has changed uh, here with the, the guys that they've added, or at least USC hopes USC hopes that they've changed. Um, they still have to take these transfers and put them in in the position to succeed, put them in the right spots, get the most out of them. Um, but if you're looking at just sheer size and ability you you can't you can't get mad about this transfer hall this transfer hall is exactly what uh what what alex grinch and lincoln riley needed for this defense this transfer hall is also though putting a lot of pressure though because you can't yeah. make excuses that you don't have talent oh yeah yeah because you have talent now the, the none of those guys that usc has added went into the portal and were the guys who were sort of getting, you know, lack of talent, uh, uh, sort of tags on them. So you've now restocked. Now you got to feed the people. Yeah, absolutely. I think that SC has got the talent on defense. Um, can't necessarily play the, 
uh, you know, Grinch did, didn't have his guys card. Um, he's played a hand in recruiting all these guys as transfers. Uh, so they are his guys at this point, right? Um, you can't play the there's not enough talent coming back card because there's a hell of a lot of talent here. Anthony Lucas was a highly acclaimed recruit. Barry Alexander is a highly acclaimed recruit. Uh, Keon Bars and Jack Sullivan have a lot of experience and success to their name. Um, Jamil Muhammad had a great season back at uh, Georgia State. Mason Cobb was like a second team all Big 12. Like, there are guys with experience here. Are they the levels of transfer? We, we've talked about before that the problem for SC was that they got a bunch of transfers on defense, but they weren't of the star quality that SC had on offense. Certainly in the defensive line. Yes. I, I don't know. I still don't think that they have matched bringing in the star quality <laughs> of Caleb Williams, no Caleb Jordan Williams Addison, yeah. uh, you know, Dorian Singer, like, that, that star quality is hard to, to match. Um, the defensive players that are that good don't transfer. Um, so you're just not going to get those guys. But th- this is as good of a transfer haul as SC could have dreamed of getting. And this is exactly what you want. Um, I do think that this is still going to be up to SC to still develop these guys. You can't expect just to plug and play and just be done with it. Bear Alexander is not a guy who had, who was playing every down for Georgia. He didn't have to Georgia had so much depth um, that they didn't have to put him out there on every single down. Anthony Lucas spent one year at Texas A&M and didn't play every down. Right. So you still have to develop those guys further and maximize their talent level and get the most out of them. You also still have to do that with the guys that you already have. Um, the, the, the guys like the, you know, that are on this roster that you want to get more out of that you keep asking, when are they going to take the next step? Right? Like those guys are on this roster. You still gotta, you still gotta match the the whole brick and mortar thing too the, the brick and mortar theory from, uh, from Gerard over at uscfootball.com. Right. And it's a matter of putting it all together. Um, does this not end up with, this season being a giant referendum on Alex Grinch. I think, I think it was always going to be that way, but especially when you get the talent level that mm-hmm. SC has gotten this transfers, it has to be right. Like this is on defense, put up or shut up. Right. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, it's been put up or shut up. Like there's, yeah. there's but, the but put even, up or shutting even, up, shutting up. Yes, of this is, but like underlined a thousand times. Yes. Now, but like right? you said, there's no excuses. I think it's a really good point you bring up about, um, furthering developing further developing these guys that is essential it 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 really is to you know alex grinch has to look at this as a as a one year like prove it um you you can't come out of this year and have the same defensive problems as last year and yeah and justify lincoln riley keeping you on his staff Mm -hmm. if not if for only one reason a lot of these guys that are leading USC's line, the 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 front seven right now. I pulled up the depth chart. Uh, Shane Lee, redshirt senior. Mason Cobb, senior. Jamil Muhammad, redshirt senior. Jack Sullivan, redshirt senior. Keon Bars, redshirt senior. Anthony Lucas and Barry Alexander are the exception because those yeah. are the young, yeah. talented guys that are coming to USC, whose future, who are staking their future. Um, if you don't get the most out of those senior guys, then what rational transfer is going to look to you next year and say, yeah, I can go to USC and turn this into a draft. Like what, what Makai Blackman is out there um, that, that you can look at and say, Oh, I joined USC and, and, and I turned into a third round draft pick. Um, you know, you need to get the most out of those guys. Well, but I- also we're looking down the line at, you know, Anthony Lucas and, and Bear Alexander don't have to be the finished article this year, but they need to, they need to be the people who are anchoring the futures, the future defenses. And if you don't see something from them, then your defense just broadcasting out into the future. doesn't look positive under this current staff on the, on the defensive side of things. So yeah, there's a lot of developing that needs to do. There's a lot of, 
cashing in checks. I'm not talking NIL. I'm talking in like you have well, like you, I just I just well, ran still it. get per diem. I still get per That's diem. Yeah. 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 But like you just look at it and you just think this is a senior laden defense, senior laden front seven and yeah. talent laden as well. And if you're not if you're not going to succeed with this front seven, what front seven are you going to succeed with? That's really the question that I would be asking Alex Grinch and Lincoln Riley when it comes to evaluating what Alex Grinch is able to accomplish this coming season. Because this is not like a, well, we're, we're developing the defense kind of defense. I mean, maybe a little bit more in the secondary, but also you've got, you know, redshirt senior Bryson, Bryson Shaw and Kalen Bullock, who's getting first round 2024 mock drafts um, th- this week. So, yeah. you know, you... you you look at it and you're just like, you know, Jalen Smith is already a junior. Um, Damani Jackson's a sophomore. You mm-hmm. know, the, the, it's uh, no excuses. I keep going back to no excuses. Um, the West Texas Mike uh, put in the chat that I got to log out of Instagram whenever I see the jobs not finished posts. Um, yeah, I mean, jobs not finished is, is certainly a slogan for this team this year that USC is really pushing out. Like, no excuses should be the slogan. Like that's the whole, the whole end of, uh, end of last season on the defensive side of things was, uh, we didn't have the talent. We didn't have, you know, we didn't have the time, all of that kind of stuff. Well, those things have all come together here. I, I think there's, there's two things here. Uh, you said that the, they, they need to get the most out of these recruits or, or out of these transfers or else who else is going to transfer here. I I think we need to stop making that argument. Like SC didn't win big games under Clay Helton and he was still able to get his five star every now and then. You know what I mean? Like and also yeah. if SC doesn't get the most out of these guys on defense, Alex Grinch won't be here anymore. That's that's all I'm saying. And then that's the ne- all I'm saying. The, the, right. I know. I, I know is- I, I know the sp- the spirit behind everything you're saying. Yeah. And like and if he's not, there's going to be somebody in, in new who then it's going to be his job to yes. bring in new transfers and all that. But the key point is SC's got the tools here to do something with. And I think that the big luxury of ta- of pairing this defense with the Lincoln Riley offense, you don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be perfect on defense. Obviously, you would love to have a dominant defense on uh, like, you know, that is able to to sort of match um, what Georgia's doing, match the 2008 SC defense, but you don't need that defense anymore. Um, I think you need a defense that is going to hold teams to 20 points a game uh, and hold teams reliably to 20 points a game and most times less than that, 17. You hold teams to 17 points a game, you're going to win every game. Oh, and in this, I mean, in this era too, like that's, that's, an, that's what an elite defense yes. is, right? Yeah. Like, if, you, if you're under 20, like, heck yeah, you, uh, exactly. you're feeling good. I just, I, I think, I, I think that, uh, not to, I mean, Tim, Tim in the chat just asked the question and I'm just going to answer it right now. Cause it feeds into this conversation, this conversation. Oh, way too early and simplified. But if the defense improves, like we hope, what does that look like? Last year, the D gave up 29 points per game with four games in the 40s. Yeah. Well, you look at it, LSU's 2019 national championship team might be the gold standard for what USC is aiming for here Mm -hmm. in the sense that that offense was absolutely unstoppable. And there's no reason USC's offense can't be unstoppable um, this, this season with what they've got available to them on offense. But it was widely agreed that that defense wasn't anything in particularly special. They, they got the job done, but they weren't special. And, you know, they gave up 40 points to Bama, but they still won. They gave up 37 to, to Ole Miss, uh, 38 to, to Vanderbilt and 38 to Texas. So like they had the vulnerabilities, but they averaged 21.9 points per game on defense. Yeah. I, I, I that's think- your roadmap. I, I think that you put a defense that, you know, holds teams to 21.9 points. I think you're going to win just about all your games with this offense. I think you're sub 20. You, I think you ideally want more than that. Um, last year in 2022, 
Uh, Georgia allowed 14.3 points a game. I think that is. That's asking a lot. That's asking way too much, especially in the Pac-12 a year in a season that is absolutely loaded. Um, Eddie in the chat says they'll only give up 25 points again. I would take that. If you you stood here right now and told me 25 points a game, I'd take it. I think the bigger question is what Tim is sort of getting at, which was, you know, 29 points a game. It's not the average. It's it's four games in the 40s. You can't afford four games in the 40s. You certainly can't afford um, when those games came. Uh, you, you know, I think a good comparison is game, Pac-12 title game, etc. Ohio State gave up an average of 21 points a game last year. Um, but you look at the, the points they allowed 10, 12, 21, 21, 10, 20, 10, 31, 7, 14, 30, 45, 42. And well, what USC was doing, yes, the they first- lost their last two games, the, the two games that they allowed 40 plus. But if you allow 40 plus, obviously a loss is probably in the cards in a, in a normal expect, like expectation of playing football. Right. Yeah. But up until that point, they had allowed 30 points twice and it was 31 and 30. Like, I think if SC was able to put together an average like that and the consistency of holding teams between 10 and 24 points every single week, yeah, like like you take that and you it's pair it with they, your Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. It's what they were doing in the first half of last season. Yes. Which is why it's so frustrating. It's right. 14, 28, 17, 14, 25, 14. Right. And then Oregon, I mean, sorry, Utah is, is, is the 43-point game. And from there on, they just can't get, can't put it back together. Right. Um, But the, the first six weeks of the season, like, those were the totals you were looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'd look at it and you'd say you want those totals to be a little bit less dependent on extreme turnover production. Yes. Um, which well, I think would be the complaint there, which is sort of what the the change that happened midway through the season is the turnover sort of reverted back to an average and mm-hmm. then not getting a turn, not getting that extra turnover a game meant giving a touchdown extra to, to teams every game. And right. Well, you know, we talk about the first half, right? The first half of the season where SC gave up 14, 28, 17, 14, 25 and 14 in the first six games. Yeah. That's that seems good. But remember that Stanford had two turnovers inside the red zone. Yeah. Uh, remember that Fresno State in the last play of the game was stopped at the goal line. They were living on the edge. Like, yes, like, were, SC was absolutely living on the living edge on the and edge. not yes. getting the benefit of the doubt of those things going their way in the second half of the season when they started giving up, you know, 35 points a pop. But yeah. the key is you get someone like Barry Alexander, it's just another big key get for SC to improve this defense all told. Um, SC does... Um, get a, another transfer um, from uh, Emmanuel uh, Prenon. Is that how we're, we're saying it? I'm saying Prenon. It could be Pregnon. Who knows? I can't imagine it is. Do you know that? <laughs> we should have probably looked this up before. Have you seen that TikTok where they music musicified, uh, they put music to the like Yahoo answers questions that people asked about, uh, am, am I preg- pregnant? Am I, am I pregnant? <laughs> no, I no. Okay. I, that's not in my algorithm. Okay. That, it's very funny. I'll have to send it to you, but yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll go, we'll go pre Anyways, other side of the ball, SC gets a guard, six foot six, 318 pound guard, uh, pre We're going to go with that for now. Three but, years but, to play me, three. Media guide is going to be in clutch when it comes to, uh, figuring out the correct pronunciation yes which is again probably why we should have taken the three seconds to you know look this up in the uh the old mountain west uh yeah yeah, media guy but uh anyways he comes over to play guard this is big for sc because the trojans are not getting ethan white Uh, the um transfer commitment that sc had gotten from florida uh lincoln riley said after the spring game that he is not going to end up enrolling at sc uh and playing for the trojans so SC gets like another medical, offensive lineman in their place. Medical retirement is being heavily yeah. hinted at, if not outright said, for Ethan White. 
Um, so yeah, this is this is the replacement. Um, maybe not like for like because I think there was a chance of Ethan White uh, playing a tackle, but um, the way that uh, Prenon enters USC's offensive line does. I mean, him just slotting right into right guard uh, probably moves somebody else around. Jonah Monheimer or somebody uh, sort of stays at tackle um, from the spring. So this is a huge get though because when you talk about adding guys from the transfer portal, you want there to be competition. You want there to be an addition where everyone else was going for him. That's why Barry Alexander is fun because he would have, he's getting competitive offers from other places and USC made it happen. This guy had very competitive offers from many, many, many other schools. I saw somewhere that he had 20 plus offers uh, from to transfer from, you know, LSU and Oregon and Auburn and all of these programs out there, Texas A&M, et cetera. And uh, Chris Hummer from 24-7 Sports, I love this quote, outside of Bear Alexander, uh, Emmanuel Prinan is the best player to have entered the portal during spring ball. That's exactly the kind of transfer that you want to target. Especially if you get the top two. Six foot six, 318 pounds, absolutely come in and make it feel a lot less, uh, make us feel Andrew Voorhees' absence, make us uh, a lot less, make us feel... Um, you know, the absence of, of Brett Nealon a lot less uh, by adding this level of, of transfer along with the other transfers on the offensive line. Um, yeah, can't say enough about uh, about landing this one because uh, plug and play, starter, instant, and and three years to play three. So not just like a one-year rental. Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, especially on the offensive line, uh, that tends to mean that you're going to get the max out of them. Um, or at least close to it uh, compared to, you know, someone as talented as Bear Alexander, if everything goes well, they're going to immediately probably, you know, jump to the, the NFL. But um, after, after next year, because Bear Alexander gets two years um, print on, by the way, could do that. Um, he sat out hey. t- 2020 played in 2021 or sorry, redshirt in 2021 and played in 2022 so he is eligible to go on to the NFL draft if he has a great season, but still has three years of eligibility uh, if he wants to do that, which is you know huge for SC uh, going forward. Because like you said, so many of those other transfers that SC has brought in do not have the eligibility uh, long-term. Your Shane Lees, your your Cobbs, your Gentry's like um, Gentry's going to have another year after this, but like not everybody does. So, um, that's where the roster looks right now with, with a couple of big transfers. Um, SC really, really, really did well in the transfer portal this year sort of makes up for all the commentary around SC about not being able to recruit well in the trenches. Well, if you're not going to be able to recruit well in the trenches, go out in the transfer portal and make up for it that way. SC has absolutely done that. Um, which is what you want to see. Um, Championships are won on the offensive and defensive line, and that's where you got to stockpile, and SC is sort of doing that. Um, really quick little news bit before we talk about spring ball really quick. Um, Reggie Bush billboards, they're up. Uh, we drove by one on the 405 that said, hey, NCAA, give Reggie Bush his Heisman back. Put up uh, by Brian Kennedy. You You might know that name because he's an SC booster who paid some bucks to put his name on the practice field, the smaller practice field next to Howard Jones. Mm-hmm. The turf one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, he happens to own a billboard company and his billboard company is going to have those yellow uh, billboards up for at least a month. That was what the LA Times said, at least a month. Um, this wasn't uh, something that Reggie Bush was, uh, it wasn't, with his knowledge or anything like that, Brian Kennedy just taking it upon himself to put those billboards up. And it has me asking the question. We know that the Heisman trust has punted the question of Reggie Bush's Heisman to the NCAA saying that they can't yeah. restore the Heisman. If the NCAA doesn't restore his records. Um, if Brian Kennedy is putting up billboards, not necessarily, I mean, he's spending his own money to put up billboards He's a heavy hitter at USC in terms of donors, in terms of donor base. Is this a sign that USC is going to start putting more pressure on the NCAA on behalf of Reggie Bush to get those records restored and to get his Heisman restored? 
I think it's a really interesting time in this saga that I, I have to admit, I didn't think we'd get here. I thought we'd go through the 10 year, um, disassociation with Reggie Bush and then he'd get reassociated and then he would be welcomed back to the fold at USC, but that would be that. Yeah. But Reggie's been outspoken commenting on about how unfair the NCAA investigation was. I think the public, the public tide of opinion has certainly turned in Reggie Bush's favor. Mm -hmm. And now we've had this, which it, it like it, it doesn't make sense to do in a vacuum. I I'm going to disappoint people here. You're going to disappoint. You're going to, you're going to crush my hopes and dreams is what you're about to do. Reggie Bush should have never gotten his Heisman stripped. Yes. He should get his Heisman back. Yes. Um, he's not going to. And uh, I don't think a billboard is going to do it. I don't think anyone campaigning is going to do it. Um, I, I know the Heisman Trust is not the NCAA, and they could just give it to him back and all that stuff. But like, what what precedence is there in sports of anyone getting something back like this? I I don't, also I don't like, know. But it, there was it, no precedence for them taking it away in the first place. So I I, I mean we've seen. Well, I mean, the no Heisman one, Trust is a little bit different because no they're one not had ever had their Heisman had their Heisman stripped, even though many Heisman right, winners because had. They're not the actual NCAA. legal, personal, yes. and sporting controversies. Right. I agree, but also like Pete Rose is not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, yes, you know what I mean. Like yes, but the, I mean that's and a, I, apples a to little, oranges. I get different. it. No, I I get you. I but, get you. Like these things that are that we can we can all agree are sort of silly and um and not that i'm arguing for pete rose i'm just saying that like this is a good in in the chat uh jabroni uh or the artist formerly known as as jabroni said uh joe paterno got his wins back now it's not the same because joe paterno in the in he wasn't the subject of all of that. Yeah, he was I, an overseer who did wrong. So it would be like if they had taken that Pete whole Carroll's. thing was weird too. Like, yeah. I, I still don't understand. Yeah. The, but this, but this is sort of my point though, is like but, the NCAA but the, has but not the been Reggie Bush stuff is weird too. Everything like, it is, is a unique they've, situation. They've just been, so. Yeah. They've been inconsistent. They've been weird. I, am I, you know, sitting here holding my breath thinking it's going to happen? No, but I, it feels like USC is trying to push for it you to want, happen. You which want my is other different. really hot take? You don't need the Heisman back in Heritage Hall to know that he he won it. Just start acknowledging we all know We all know he won it. Just, Just do it. I yeah. You don't need the actual but piece of metal in there. At the same time, like if I'm Reggie Bush, I don't get an invite to the Heisman. So I don't get to be up on that stage every right. year. Like that matters. Yes. It, for him, it should matter. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, uh, let's talk about spring ball. Um, spring camp uh, ended a few weeks back. The spring game uh, was on April 15th. Um, here we are to talk about it a couple of weeks later. Going into the spring game, which is our last episode that we were on here about three weeks ago, uh, we talked about the pregame, or sorry, pre-spring game wish list. We each had five things we wanted. You wanted to see encouraging linebacker play. You wanted to see Demonte Jackson Zach Branch, tight ends. You want to see the pecking order of the wide receivers. I said I wanted to see at least one forced turnover. I want to see what Anthony Lucas could do. I want to see the running backs. I want to see what Malachi Nelson could do and where he sort of stacks up to other true freshmen that we can remember uh, in the spring game. And I wanted to see Dorian Singer. Alicia, we both watched the uh, the spring game. What were your um, what were your prevailing thoughts? coming out of it and did your uh wish list get fulfilled for you 
Um, not really, to be honest. Uh, just to go down these real quick, because I don't want to spend too much time on them, because there was there were actual observations. There was sort of a lack of observations on this front. Um, I wasn't encouraged by the linebacker play. Not that I was discouraged necessarily by the linebacker play. I just there was nothing encouraging about it in particular. There was really only one play that I noticed Mason Cobb um, do something that was like, oh, good play kind of thing. Um, Tackett Curtis didn't necessarily stand out to me. Um, it, it just the the linebackers just were sort of there was nothing. The defense as a whole was concerning from the spring game and the linebackers weren't doing anything to to stop that from being the case. Um, Damani Jackson didn't didn't really see much of him. Uh, Zach Branch certainly had his moments. Uh, and and yeah. I think that that's probably the one that got um, that got revealed most clearly is, yes, Zach Branch has something to him, although he did have a. You let everybody in catches, eight catches, 94 yards. He had like a, he had an early drop. It felt like it was just like a, a weird um, getting into the groove kind of situation. He finished strong, which was nice to see. Um, the tight ends, I honestly did not notice a single thing about the tight ends. Um, and then the wide receiver pecking order. Uh, yeah, we got to see a little bit more of what, uh, what that group in terms of the first teamers looked like. I mean, Brendan Rice had a huge catch in the first, uh, it might've been the first play of the game, if not the first drive, uh, Mario Williams had a touchdown. So like, we just sort of see that those two guys look like they're going to be leading the show. Um, and then, and then the rest sort of going from there. So maybe not a super clear pecking order, but certainly clarity about what the top line of that group looks like, um, which was, which was good to see. Um, uh, in terms of just guys that stood out, like to me, I came away going like, damn, Sam green looks like a, like a yeah, dude. He looked great. The, the He's a freshman at uh, playing on the edge. Like mm-hmm. he was the one that stood out to me probably more than anybody just all over the place from that guy, which was, which was good to see. Um, I also think it's very clear that Malachi Nelson is a true freshman in his first spring at, at USC. And, yeah. you know, I, I thought that uh, I felt for Miller Moss cause I didn't feel like his teammates were doing very much for him on mm-hmm. some of those early drives in the game. Uh, but he was, he was trying, he was running around trying to make plays. So, you know, I don't know. Was, what were your spring game takeaways? I, I, oh, Relique Brown playing the slot. I think that was maybe the most interesting thing that we saw from the spring game. It's yeah. just proof positive that like Relique Brown playing the slot makes a lot of sense. Yeah, four catches and one rush for him. Yeah. Uh, so maybe expect him to be definitely used more in the slot, which is. Interesting too, because there's a million running backs on this team suddenly, and there's a million receivers. So. Considering what a uh, uh, Marion Peterson and um, oh damn, who's the other running back whose name I'm forgetting because there's too many of them. Um, uh, everyone, uh, everyone looked Quentin, good. On, Quentin Joyner looked good too, yes. and then we saw a little bit of Marshawn Lloyd. He didn't really didn't really have a, a bunch to do in terms of touches, but he made a did, hell of a he did have a hell, hell of a play run. in there. Yeah. So. Yeah, you look at the the running backs and you're like, damn. So yeah, maybe maybe just put really good slot and then he'll actually get a chance. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, I for me this is one of those spring games where like I didn't really have a lot of expectations. I think the the difficult part right now with spring is you we can't see anything. the the springs uh, the spring practices are closed to the media. Um, and not just because we're no, you and I are not going to practice, but nobody else is going to practice. Yeah. Um, uh, the LA times is not going to practice and seeing what the practice is, is going down in practice, uh, outside of warm, warm ups. Uh, Ryan's guys over at uscfootball.com or the other Ryan at rivals, like nobody has seen what, what's happening. And so it makes it really difficult to get anything with the exception of what we hear from the coaches. Um, and you can't really, you know, fact check what you hear from the coaches when you can't see these things. And then you go to a spring game, a spring game that's always going to be vanilla and a spring game in SC's case where we talked about it before. We did not need to see Kayla Williams do a damn thing. And he was out there for literally three plays. And that probably too much. Like, 
three beautiful plays. It was a hell of a drive that he had. It was a uh, it was two a, for two, fifty five yards and a touchdown. It was a drive to whet our appetites for the fall. Yes. Like that's all. <laughs> it was a wham yeah. bam. Thank you, man. There you go. We're, we're like yes, still incredible. Yes, yeah, still good. <laughs> okay. Good night. We'll see you. Yeah, that that's. Uh, super easy, long past uh, 45 yards to Brendan Rice, who who looked good, but that was his only catch. Um, yeah, I thought the spring game was really about giving guys an opportunity that we haven't really seen before. And that's what I like about spring games. Um, I just don't know that we ultimately need to take anything away from the actual game itself. Um, my, my big takeaways, uh, I wanted to see Anthony Lucas have an impact. Didn't really see that in the game. And I don't think that means anything. It's not a referendum on his entire spring because, again, we're not seeing every other practice. Um, the the running backs, I thought, looked really good, um, all of them. Um, Lloyd, Joyner, Peterson, um, they all looked great. They were all explosive. SC ran the ball for 221 yards, average 9.6 yards a pop. Defense, I thought – had a very strong pass rush against uh, Miller Moss and, and Malachi Nelson, but not really stopping the run. But again, it's hard. These things are always hard because is that because the run game is too good or is it because the defensive line is soft? I like that's it's, I, it, it's, it's the ultimate, you know, chicken and egg question uh, about these things. So, yeah. I think we, we saw players flash that you wanted to see. Um, the other thing is there's just so many players that you want to see. You're not going to see everything. Dorian Singer only had two catches. Um, Michael Jackson, the third had two catches for, or sorry, one catch for negative two yards. So like, it's not like there was a bunch of, uh, uh, of activity there, but shrug. I, I think the important part is, SC is primarily healthy right now. Um, by all accounts, um, the coaching staff seems pleased with how spring wins. And I, th- I think that's a good takeaway. Caleb Williams is healthy and looking perfectly, you know, as you would hope he looks, you, you move on. You, you can't wait until, till you know, real games in late August at this point. Yeah. I, it, it really just comes down to that first team offense looked like exactly what it left, which was elite last year. And there's no reason to think it'll be less than elite this year. And like you said, the things that we need to see from the defense to tell us that the defense has improved the way that it needs to improve. You're unfortunately not going to see it in an environment. Never going to see it in practice. You're never going to see it in, in, in the spring camp in, in spring game, anything like that. You will see it when you're on the field in the yeah. fall. And uh, that's that's just the reality. Um, and and all you can do if you're USC is to add guys like Bear Alexander mm-hmm. and get, you know, the the freshmen that looked really promising yeah. further, further uh, embedded in the program, get guys like Mason Cobb further embedded in the program and go from there. Yeah, Jacoby Covington, a couple of picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, One of them, a very questionable pick, it was... Sort of a, a simultaneous catch situation with Dorian yeah. Singer. Uh, it was ruled a touchdown, and they overruled it to an interception. I, t- to me, like I, I don't know that we had the best camera angles, with and they what, didn't exactly show it. Yeah, from well, all of the but like that, that's that we needed. probably ruled a catch in a game. Yeah, uh, simultaneous catch uh, receptions are deemed offensive catches. Yeah, uh, as, as the uh, Packers and Seahawks are well aware of. Um, yeah, I shrug, shrug to so much of this. Um, but uh, if you guys have questions watching us here live on YouTube, as always, chip in your questions. We'll get to those at the end, uh, sort of open up a little mailbag segment. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't have any prevailing negative thoughts about the spring game, which I think is, is the big key. And then the other thing is, Injuries. You don't want to have injuries. And there Jesse was, didn't have. And so. there didn't seem to be injuries, yes. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to the NFL draft, which happened over the weekend in Kansas City. Trojans had one first rounder. It was Jordan Addison uh, going to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, and uh, that's a good that's a good landing spot for him uh, to go line up next to Justin Jeffer- 
Justin Jefferson, yeah. uh, who's been a revelation for the Vikings. Um, I am not a believer in Kirk Cousins, but Justin Jefferson has, has uh, you know, done done well for himself despite the quarterback situation there. Uh, and so, and it should. I think that's one of the more intriguing quarterback situations to look at next year and and beyond. So it should be should be fun. And he ended up having a teammate join him, which is a, a fellow USC transfer, one year transfer. So you know, those yeah. guys are continuing their their professional careers together, and that makes me happy. Yeah, SC's. Uh, well, um, I'll I'll go back to that in a second. Um, in the second round, Tuli Tupelotu went to the Chargers. Um, he stays local. Um, we'll just play down the road over at SoFi. And then, yeah, in the third round, Makai Blackman, uh, SC's strong corner last year, um, goes to uh, the Minnesota Vikings along with Jordan Addison. So Addison and Blackman are well acquainted from practice, and now they're going to have to do it in the NFL as well. As a, uh, as a, a, a part-time Chargers fan... I part-time. am really, really happy. I say part-time just cause like my heart's not really in it. Like yeah. I, uh, they crushed me decades ago. I'm a, a deck decade. Is it? De- it might be de- I don't know. They crushed me um, in my youth and I have never fully recovered in terms of NFL rooting uh, interest. So yeah, I'm happy to see Tulu to to stay local. I also, the Chargers just make me sad. So, you know, he's just sort of going to get wrapped up in that whole sad, like. The Chargers do have something. Talent. They have talent. Uh, that's never. that. Yes. So, that's so, why they make me sad, Michael. I'm just saying, like, he's in a place with good talent. Yeah. That's the draft pick I was really happy thing. for was Andrew Voorhees. Um, yes. Seventh rounder goes think, to goes to the Ravens. Thinking about it. I think that's a great fit for him, honestly. It's a good fit for him, especially because the team looks very willing to have him uh, rehab this season. They don't expect anything from him in year one, and then yes. you move on to next year and, and get him ready to go. So, like, in that sense, it's great. But, really good to see him drafted. But, but for th- football reasons, it's a good fit because he is someone who is great at run blocking. Mm-hmm. He's an elite run blocker. And they are a team that is committed to running, 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 running the football. Yes, and 100%, I agree. It's a good fit. I'm really happy that he got drafted in the first yeah. place. But, what's but then, your hesitation? But then after the draft, I saw a lot of really good like analysis about how like you shouldn't want to be drafted at this point. If you're going to go in the seventh I, round, you might as well wait. Like You're better off being a, a, a an undrafted free agent who gets a higher uh, signing bonus, all of that kind of stuff. I, I agree, except, except I have in the case one, of this. one pushback. Yeah. Yes. Is when you have an injury like Andrew Voorhees, yeah, you, you want to be drafted. Them. Yes, you want to be drafted because you want them to be able to put you on IR and have them pay for your um, uh, your rehab and all of that. Yeah, that's what you want. And I think that as an undrafted free agent, sure, you might get that too. But I think there's a it's a little bit a little more bit comforting to get drafted. I know that seventh rounder is going to be cut willy nilly, so yeah, doesn't completely matter in this instance. No, but if you're the Ravens and you're drafting Andrew Voorhees, and everyone knows he can't, he literally yeah. cannot play this year. Uh, what's the point of drafting him then? Like, what 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 was even the point? Uh, just so yeah. no one else can sign him, That's, and that way you can yeah. But then you cut him later, and he just get yeah the. He just gets you draft him knowing that you're not going to cut him. Yes, right? that's my that's yeah, that's yes. that's more or less what I was saying. You draft right. him knowing you're not going to cut him because if you're going to cut him, you're cutting him next year. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a that's I, I think it's a great fit football wise. I, I get what you're saying. Don't want to be a seventh rounder unless um, unless you've you got want, a, you, it, yeah. it, you, you want the freedom. Undra- the advantage of being an undrafted free agent is that you are a free agent. That means you get yes. to choose where you go. Mm-hmm. And the open market often means that you get more money as a result because right. you're choosing where you go. Um, but like you said, in his instance, like if I'm Andrew Voorhees, I'm playing the 10 year game, not the what's yes. my signing bonus right now game. So, right. yeah, absolutely. Um, undrafted free agents that are going to the NFL, there's five currently. Um, Travis Dye and Josh Follow teaming up to go to the Jets. 
for follow, it looks like a mini camp invite per ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. Um, but Travis Dye, I think, it's going to be fascinating. He's another guy coming off of a, an injury. What what's going to happen there? I I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll sort of see. Both of those guys. Yeah. Um. I I think that if if they can you know make some of uh, something of it in the NFL, it'd be awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I think it's it's obviously very difficult for someone like Josh Follow because you have to make it through the rookie minicamp, get a contract, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um. I really hope that Travis Dye sticks. It's just so hard when you have a, a late season injury and you're still mm-hmm. like the critical period for making a team is yeah in a range where it's like is he fully back it's yet? It's not healthy? ideal. I yeah I I worry I I I worry for Travis Dye. I really really want him to stick. Um, but uh, I I haven't listened to I I she's gonna hate me for saying this on the pod, but I haven't listened to the. Uh, the the victory the victory podcast victory pod with with keely um that with keely and kessler and travis die yes where they where they interviewed travis die oh i didn't even know that they had that episode um so i don't know if he would like if this was discussed on there but he feels like someone who even if he doesn't make in the nfl could be like i it would not surprise me one of two things if he like miraculously put together like an eight year career in the NFL or he was just immediately like a coach or something yeah, yeah, like, something. like involved <laughs> yeah. with something like he just seems like a football. Hey, player. if I, if I'm USC and if Travis die, if it doesn't work out in the NFL, like I'm extending an offer for a GA position yes. yesterday. Like hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Terrell Bynum also going to your, uh, Chargers. <laughs> same, same deal as Stooley. <laughs> yeah. Brandon Peely to I the Dolphins. Luck, <laughs> uh, and Bobby Haskins to the Bears. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll see what all comes of those guys. Um, the NFL draft uh, came to a conclusion on uh, Saturday. Uh, a long conclusion on I also, Saturday. I also saw, I think it was uh, Mark Colkin who was saying that... Um, by Malapai is getting a, a, a chance with the Bengals. Oh, not an un, not an undrafted free agent because obviously this wasn't his like draft yeah. year, but uh, he he may be getting a either a tryout or yeah. a, you know, something. Is he going to buy for the roster? I think he's going to buy for the roster. Let's see. All right. Well, we best of luck to my guy to, Vi. to your guy Vi as well. Um. All right. Hit us up with uh, questions in the chat here if you're watching us live on YouTube. Uh, again, you can always join us live on YouTube every monday at 5 p.m pacific uh we're recording this live if you're listening to this through other means you can always join us here as well um and uh join our membership uh join the rot squad you can to join us over on discord and talk to us about usc football or whatever's on your mind uh and get bonus content and like we said we'll be back with the bonus content next week um questions here on youtube um, this isn't really a question, but Cigar says we have a bear, a prophet, a gauge, and a lake on our team now. I love it. Yeah. SC has graduated from, you know. These are all first names, by the way. Yes. <laughs> For the record. SC has graduated from having uh, a situation where they had like names, like Nico Follow and Nico Follow and Follow Nico on the same team. Yes. And, and then uh, and four million, different Elijahs. A bunch spelled of Elijahs. all different ways. And a bunch of like. It was it was Max Williams and uh, Jalen Williams and Mario a, Williams. A million different Jalens yeah. that all spelled there was, their name there different. Was a, at one point, there was a Jaden. Jaden, Jalen. There was a Jaden and a Jalen Williams, right? And one of them left and is now a chief? Yes. Yeah. Jaden Williams, I think. Yes. Anyways, it's always a theme. Always a theme with SC names. Uh, Chase says, do you guys think that Tackett Curtis will be starting by the second half slash end of the season? I think that's a big question. I I, I don't I'm gonna, know. I, uh, I'm going to go can, out on a limb. Can, can I change this question slightly? Hmm. If he's starting by the second or end of the season, second half or end of the season, is that a good thing? Uh, if he's starting by the end of the season... Hmm. 
obviously it could go either way. Like, yeah, is, is I'm, he I'm just thinking. too good that he forces himself in there? That's a good thing. Yeah. I think the most likely, uh, my answer to the straight up question was going to be um, no. Yeah. Because Mason Cobb, Eric Gentry, and there's too many other dudes. Too many veterans, too many guys who who have been around for a year or two who are sort of embedded. uh, It's just hard. So by that token, um, if, if Tackett Curtis is starting by the second half of the season, that means that like injuries have hit badly. And then that's not a good thing. Um, could it be a good thing? Or it means that he just forces himself in, in there. Guys, which, which why? Rarely, that rarely happens. That's my only thing. Like, it, it does, but like, does. Could be a blessing in disguise if an injury happens and then Tackett Curtis gets to start the second half of the season. And, you know, that's ultimately right. for the best. Uh, I think is maybe, maybe yeah. that's my answer. My answer would be uh, sure because of injuries and that'll ultimately be a good thing. Silver lining? Linebacker is like running back, with though, where there's always somebody getting hurt at some point. Yeah, there's always somebody getting hurt. So I could... I, how about this? I absolutely would would take some pretty good odds, strong, like, favorite-ish odds that he will start a game at least some point this season. I would, yes. I would say if you gave me odds for him starting a game... I would say the likelihood of him starting a game uh, feels kind of high. Uh, yeah. Starting three games, yeah, really? I, I don't know. I, I would, I would, I wouldn't bet on that. Yeah, yeah, for a variety of reasons. Yeah, and, and not not because none of them being a knock on him, um, just because you hope that Mason Cobb just takes off. You now hope the, that that Chain Lee takes a step forward. You hope that Eric Gentry takes a step forward. Right? Whole other whole other question: Who starts more games, Rajon Davis or Tackett Curtis? That's the other thing. Um, Davis is there too. Like all those guys are are, are right there. So I don't know. Uh, Ram Murdy says, "Can USC sue the NCAA to get Reggie's Heisman back?" No, the NCAA has nothing to do with the Heisman. The Heisman no. is the Heisman Trust. Well, in a roundabout way, yes, though, because the USC could sue the NCAA to get Reggie's records restored, which which the, would open the door for the Heisman to not have that excuse sure. anymore for not giving him the Heisman back. So, in a roundabout way, sure. Yeah i i I think Reggie's numbers should be restored, but I also think that like that opens a precedence that is weird and i know that you know we talked about it before we get comments before about joe pa's records being restored again i think it's a weird precedence because you can go back at any case and start you know but then again this is also the argument for why you never strip records the record stripping is stupid in the yes. yeah it's a whole so whatever yeah yeah uh sj says nissan should just have reggie show up at the heisman house that would be awesome they would also probably lose their deal with, with the Heisman tr- uh, Trust. Uh, I'm guessing that the Heisman Trust would have an issue with that. Um, my my bet is there's some sort of, like, I think that Nissan would have already had him in commercials if they could have. Yeah. Um, just given his public personality, those Wendy's ads, like, he's a, he's a hot commodity. People like him, like. I think they would have had it. They would have tried to get him on if they could. I think that they probably wouldn't want to step on those eggshells because the right. Heisman doesn't want that brought to the forefront. And can we give a shout out to the, whatever ad like agency runs the as the middleman between the Heisman and Nissan and does those ads? Oh, those are wonderful ads. Like they're yes. awesome. Yes, they are absolutely. absolutely awesome. One of the highlights of of yes. the fall. For sure. Heisman House and Fansville. Fansville is so Fansville dang is so good. good from Dr. Pepper because it's such an improvement from the stupid A million be- Dr. Pepper guy, Larry Culpepper. Yes. So unfunny, so painful to watch. Mm-hmm. Fansville, so much better. The yes. little bit about with Bryce Young last year about Yes, the- about the guy coming home oh. and <laughs> <laughs> or the one bef- like the season before about the like I don't know that this is your son, um like 
Yeah, I mean, like, the, like, the face, the face like, paint in the maternity the, ward. The, the infidel, like the infidelity uh, jokes that they get away with on <laughs> network TV is amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Just, it's so good. So yes. good. More, more Heisman house, more, more fansville. Uh, long may they reign. Yes. Uh, Kenny says, after seeing how this draft played out, who do you think is going to collapse for Caleb next year? They should all be collapsing for Caleb. This is my, th- okay. <laughs> so I, I covered the draft. Like, it was my life the past week. Uh, yes. Michael can confirm this. I think every quarterback outside of the uh, the Panthers and Texans, and the Panthers I have some words for, because if you're going to give up all that crap to go up and get number one, like you could have just wait until next year and get an, like get an, a, a number one plus a million level. Um, everyone who took a quarterback after the fact, like, yeah, the Titans moving up to, to get Will Le- Le- uh, Levis in early in the second round. Like don't waste your pick. Don't waste your pick. Like there's no point. You're going to suck anyways. You're, you're no one thinks you're going to be that good. Um, bide your time. The, honestly, you know, and Kenny's buddy, Kenny's going to love this. The, the team that I'm looking at the, for the most is like the Cardinals. Because if they're ready to if they're if they're ready to cut bait on Kyler Murray, like they have a ton of draft capital now, and like some really interesting things going on as far as uh, as as next year's sort of draft. Now they're going to be in a weird space between the Kyler Murray of it all, but like still, it feels like they're they're very set up to uh, to, to to do something crazy if they wanted to do something crazy. Uh, I just think like this is where, um, again, again, like a little bit of of a surprise in my head, the fact that the Raiders didn't take a quarterback. Well, I guess they did. They got Aiden O'Connell in the fourth round. Now I'm looking. Eh, I yeah, but I wouldn't. That's, I wouldn't, that's not a necessarily a fourth round to get a, to get a backup. Whatever. Like that. That's fine. I just think that everyone who didn't get pick number one or number two. Um, and I'm including the Colts in this because y'all have fun with that Trey Lance, uh, pick of yours, Trey Lance 2.0, uh, with Anthony Richards, uh, Richardson, everyone else should have been sitting there saying, I don't need a quarterback this year because I can get a better one next year. Every single one of them, every single one of them could have been sitting there. And I'm not just talking about Caleb Williams. You can't always wait a year if you're a GM. No, this is true. You can't, you can't, which is probably why the Cardinals were in the position that they were in because that's a a, a new regime, and so they right. they they can Time's wait a year. There, yeah. They could they can look at it, but like, no, I'm I, I'm just yeah. I think the the Cardinals are a good Whether shout. How about how about here's one? But the Seahawks. That would be that would be fun. Could see that, like, so the Seahawks' problem is that they won't be bad enough. They might not be bad enough, but like, I do we know that I like Gino kind of is like the long term, like for sure thing? No, I he should and he shouldn't. Gino for the Seahawks, uh, Jimmy G for the the Raiders, like Derek Carr for the Saints. All those guys are placeholders that put you in a position where you can draft a quarterback in the next two three years. And, yes. and and have that be your guy. The Seahawks' problem is they're going to win too many games, and I don't know what kind of draft capital that they have to to do like what the Panthers did this year and just trade up to number one, mm-hmm. especially because if I'm – whoever has the number one pick, like let's say it's the Cardinals who have the number one pick, and they do decide that Kyler Murray is their guy, although I don't know how that both I guess if, if I guess if the Texans suck and then they have the one number one pick that way because of the trade, um, but they're still on board with Kyler Murray, like – I am charging way more than the Bears charge the Panthers to get that number one pick. I'm just like, like Caleb's going to be worth it. There's going to, everyone should be trying to trade up. Everyone should be. So I just Googled mock draft 2024. First thing that came up is CBS Cardinals. But is that the Cardinals? Do they have the Cardinals pick? Well, I don't know if they. Yeah, would. they have the Cardinals with the first two picks, Caleb. With the first, and okay, Marvin yeah. Harrison so the Jr. the Texans so pick go. and their own pick. So like, oh my God, can you imagine? <laughs> you know, in in an amazing world for the Cardinals, uh, they they get the the 
they get the quarterback and the and the wide receiver all in all in one go because the Texans had to have their quarterback and a linebacker the year before a worse quarterback and I don't know I, I like Will Anderson a whole lot but like that's a lot to give up so yeah um I don't know I just I keep going back to like Caleb is on a level that I have never felt as strongly about a quarterback succeeding in the NFL as I as I have I I I thought that that um, Mark Sanchez would be good. I thought that Sam Darnold could be good, but I, I saw a universe where those things didn't work out for those guys because you end up with the jets and crap happens. But like Caleb Williams is beyond, beyond the greatest like prospect that they could possibly, possibly have. And sadly, I, I think that the jets have to be in play <laughs> because the Aaron Rodgers situation yeah, I, I think you, the the Jets would be in play. I don't know. Maybe the Patriots are in play. Um, I don't know. Uh, you also never know because anything can anything can sort Literally of happen. anything can yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, we're going to give a huge shout out to our buddy Alex who just hit us up with uh, like a, a super chat thing tip thing. Is it? Is it? A, I was going to say a super chat. I'm I never. Like, I, I never know the Twitch thing. I don't- yeah. There's a, Thank you. Thank you, Alex. You are the best. Cheers, and we'll play this for you. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should put a sound on here for these for kind of this things. Specifically. Yes. Or or just like if you if you guys drop a drop a, a super chat or whatever YouTube calls it, tell us what drop you want us to play. Yeah. As Maybe. long as it's one of the four that we have preloaded. <laughs> one of the four that, yeah, that's Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um... Anyways, um, we're going to wrap up there. Um, thank you guys so much for um, uh, joining us as always here every Monday and going forward for sure. Every Monday, we hope, uh, hopefully no other things that are going to sort of take us away from you guys. Um, we love being here. We love producing content for you guys and uh, we're here and we will be back next week and we'll be back next week. Also on the membership side with, bonus content um and we're doing like two or three of those this month so look for that um we're super excited about putting that together and uh join us over here on youtube as well uh i think you gotta have to do it on desktop it's a little wonky but you can do that and you can join us on youtube um and then you get to join um discord for uh 4.99 a month uh you get to join the rot squad which gives you the bonus content discord little emojis in the chat and so much more so uh, that's always fun. Um, we'll be back next week to talk more USC football. Uh, we've got a guest potentially lined up next week. So we'll see. Maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully I'm not speaking too soon. Super secret guest. So. News to me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's the dog who I don't know where the... She, she, where is, is, she is behind... She is in a spot that is invisible to the camera. Yeah. She's right at uh, right at the She's foot there, of yeah. Michael's combo desk. is over my shoulder here. Yeah. That's a, that's our first dog combo. Good old, good old combo. So alright guys, we will be back uh, next week. So until then, uh, we will see ya. Uh, thanks as always. See ya. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.